You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Everybody. Good morning, Al. We got full uh, service uh, barbershop today. We got Mr. Steve there taking pictures. Hey, Steve, wave to the folks. Hello, Eddie. There you go. We got Elliot from uh, CAA. Yeah. Who's always in. He's always talking about insurance. But but I guess it's tough being in the insurance business when you have to replace cars all the time. Well, that's part of the uh, the deal. Oh, oh, they'll get me another one. It's really not a problem. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. Well, yeah, exactly. And Brian, go ahead. Where you been? I've uh, been everywhere. I've been everywhere, I mean, man. Yeah, that's right. I, you know what? It's been a, it's been a flat out week, and I just spent two hours in the car. So, um, it was a, it was a long rainy drive this morning, and uh, I guess it was worth it because we're here. Yes, you are. Thank you very much for coming in. So you had an <laughs> they, out-of-town wedding. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yes, yes, we had a, we had a uh, one of those. And question: Do you not normally imbibe at all, or did Who? you? Ha- me? Yeah. Uh, you mean like cigar wise? No, I meant is those alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I believe there there was a bar there. Okay. And, and whatever I was drinking worked very well with uh, with the cigar. So okay, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering how you had to sort of you know pace yourself because you had to get up extra. Honey, don't forget you have to get up early in the morning. No, that was me actually. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we we uh, we stayed very close, and and uh, I had a, I had a designated driver, so it worked out very well. Oh, excellent, excellent. Is it morning now? That's what happened when my alarm went off this morning. <laughs> well, I just came back from a road trip myself, actually, and uh, well, we'll talk. Talk about it after break. We've got an exciting show coming up. We've got a number of different people. Elliot's here, of course. We're going to talk about car theft. The biggest thing, numbers are going up crazy, eh? It is uh, a really growing issue, and it's one that we're really trying to change the uh, the behaviors, people's behaviors on this. Have they started, like, teaching courses at community college on how to steal cars and 10 easy lessons? Or I think you can do that on YouTube. Yeah, I think you can. You can pretty much do everything there, eh? Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're also going to be talking to Steve, Steve, Steve Singh. Steve Singh from uh, AutoPair. And uh, they've got a very interesting um, warranty product. Yes, it is. Car it's, warranty product. It's, it's an extended warranty. It's going to save you money. How can nobody wants to, Everybody wants to save money if they have to. And I just saved a ton. I want to thank Elliot. Ding, 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 ding. Hooked me up with insurance. Yeah, you were and, telling me that, yeah, Al. Yeah, yes. And I went... For my old beater, that's pretty cheap. That's almost like free. Another satisfied customer. That's what we love to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I haven't kind of, I'm kind of scared about driving too far, you see. And and every time I turn my car on, of course, because you got to put in a a device in in your, uh, in your, uh, what do you call it, your data button, data support. Uh, For a guy in the business, I should know that. And so it sort of flashes underneath and I'm going, oh yeah, they're watching me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to watch it. But the other thing I thought of, too, is 
Now, they, of course, you know, I, I, I don't really care about privacy from that perspective. I think they know everything anyways. But I'm thinking, I wonder if they knew how long it took me to drive that length of time. Because if you go on the site, it'll tell you how many kilometers you've driven. Well, that's one of the beautiful things is we don't track that in terms of uh, insurance. So that is uh, uh, definitely a, something you can you can have peace of mind on. We are focused solely on the kilometers driven. Yeah. And uh, as you you know you hit your thousand kilometers, you'll get that first email and you'll uh, get that first bill. They won't also say slow down, a hole. You're going too fast. <laughs> Not from us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, because well, Brian, you use ways. I use Waze. And of you ever course, get the light flashing and you thought, oh. why is it flashing? Um, I believe <laughs> mine, mine is permanently red. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be right after the break. We're going to talk more about automotive insurance and how you should be covered and how you should cover your own butt. you got to be proactive. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Elliot Silverstein from CAA. And uh, there's Steve in the in the you know, back in the weeds there. Exactly. We were laughing, you know, because we're talking about premium prices. Now, here you get a premium show for a normal everyday price. Well, because, you know, because two beers down at the ballpark are so stupid, eh? It's uh, it's getting real expensive. Well, I kind of wonder, you know, when they sign a player for a, a multi-year contract for $300 million, and I went, where do they get the money to pay for that? <laughs> That's from your $20 beer. Beer concessions. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, Elliot... We've had a raft. Uh, things are getting worse. I mean, people who have nice uh, SUVs, you know, uh, those kind of vehicles, they really have to be careful how they park them because they're getting ripped off. There's a lot of uh, vehicle theft happening. And, you know, really what we tried to do, we actually released a survey earlier this week, and we found that nearly half of Ontarians, when they uh, we did the survey, are concerned about vehicle theft. But what we found most surprising is that only about 30% are actually um, um, thinking it's going to happen to them. It's, a, it's that not-in-my-backyard type of concern, uh-huh. that, that they think it's going to be somebody else, not them. Um, because what we also found is that people are not taking the necessary precautions. So 8 and 10 are saying, yeah, I, I lock my cars, which is great because we've been saying that for, for decades. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, only about 6 to 8% are actually using um, vehicle um, steering column locks like the club or, or using the Faraday pouches. You know, again, things have changed. Technology has changed. People have to take more precautions. And and we're using this as a bit of a wake-up call. Not even if you have a high-end vehicle, but really if you have any vehicle, you you know, and and your car's at risk, take the protections. Well, like you say, I mean, but nobody thinks about it. And not to point a finger, I said, I I let Elliot in the parking lot and I said, (laughs) where's your club? (laughs) And, And Elliot said... They don't want a Buick. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> That's but, true. But at the same time, I mean, first of all, I went online and, and I just, within two mouse clicks, I found a device that will pretty much get me into a car and, and, and reset the odometer and do it. Everything I went... Seriously, it's it's that easy, eh? No, it's, everything's electronic, and any 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 you know computerized system or electronic system can be hacked or whatever to some degree. It's 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 really not that difficult, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of people still, especially with those vehicles that are that are at a higher theft rate. That you know, in my neighborhood, there's a there's a handful of them, and they all get you know, it's all the same brands that get stolen. And if you're driving one of those, you can protect yourself with a Faraday pouch and that sort of thing. But the best thing to do is put a uh, a club on your steering wheel because if if thieves see that they're just going to go find another car. Right, especially in a nice neighborhood. There's going to be another one of those yeah. Land Rovers or Lexuses. Yeah, yeah that's right. Two, two yeah. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but you guys have a list of of the ways that people can 
make their car safer. Absolutely. There's there's so many things, and a lot of it is behavioral change. Because really, I mean, it's a matter of you know making sure if you have a garage, if you have access to one, and you're not using it, start using it. Like that. That's an immediate number one thing. I always ask people is it out of sight out of mind exactly you make it that much harder and if right. you have, if you have two or more vehicles at home and you have a driveway park the the lesser valued vehicle closer to the boulevard mm-hmm. make it harder for them to get access to that car like these are immediate things that you can do for zero cost like those are the things that like, you can look at different types of immobilizers and, and aftermarket products and things like that and and those those add up in terms of price but there's things that in terms of behavior you can do right now even changing the the uh, the lighting outside your house have motion sensors have um, um, video cameras have all that information but even if you see something happening share it with your neighbors because again share it with police because if you're seeing these habits happening, they you may help uncover something because these are highly, highly organized situations now where they're happening in a matter of moments. It's not taking 20, 30 minutes like it used to. I, you know, I, I, I always laugh and, and, and people put the videos up on Facebook because this was my my garage, my driveway at 3 o'clock last night. You know, I mean, great pics, but it obviously didn't stop somebody from stealing your car. No, no, of course and, not. And it was so dark and the people had masks and hoodies on, so you didn't know who it was. So I thought, okay, I just spent a whole lot of money for this, but it's it's not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess unless, for example, you know, that, that camera or motion detector is hooked to a light that's going to illuminate, or, or can they do that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then now... If if they stop and, and when the lights start flashing, is the guy going to just flash a peace sign and keep going? Or? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but you know, so it's like there are there are a lot of cars and uh, that are they're very easy to steal quickly. You can gain access to them so quickly that it really doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, some are easier than others. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and and really, what it comes down to, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is we're looking at short term and long term. So we're talking about short term today drivers changing behaviors. They need to figure out how to keep their vehicle safe when they're on the road, parking in a shopping mall, whatever it may be. But we also need the manufacturers to do some more. Like this is a broader issue where if, if the vehicles are that easy to access and the mm-hmm. technology is is there to make your, your convenience uh, so much easier, they need to tighten those things up because we don't want this problem to continue four, five, six years down the line. We could go backwards and go back to keys. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, if you don't have a key, you really, it's more difficult to get into a car without a key. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> was this your prior life or when you were a, no, a, an adolescent? Steve, no, Steve told me that was his career. He told me all about it. All right. We're going to talk more, lots more about car theft or how to stop your car from being thefted and uh, lots of other things, too. Actually, right after the break, or we're going to have uh, Steve Singh online from AutoPair. You're going to find out what AutoPair is all about. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gilman and Elliot Silverstein from CAA. And joining us on the line is Steve Singh from AutoPair. Steve, how are you? I'm very well, Brian. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic on this rainy Saturday. So tell us about AutoPair. It's a fairly new company, right? Yes, it's fairly new. We're Canada's first direct-to-consumer warranty provider. Uh, So basically, instead of having to return to your dealership for whatever make and model you drive to get extended warranty, you can now buy it directly online, um, easy fit, simple plans, and we offer great coverage. And the advantage of buying it direct is you're saving the middleman, right? You're saving tons of money. Unfortunately, the way the business is designed, uh, the automotive selling industry today, 
is that uh, um, the automakers, auto providers, they tag on a premium uh, for these warranty plans and they resell it to their customers. We offer it direct to consumer at the dealer cost. Well, that sounds like you're going to save at least a thousand bucks. And in many times, a lot more than that. Oh, um, really? Tip- typically, warranty plans that are sold to the consumer are two to three times the dealer cost. Okay, Brian. And Steve, how do how if somebody's interested in a, a warranty for their car, how do they find out more information? They go to our website, uh, autopair.ca. Um, we've got uh, pre-populated plans. Uh, there's obviously vehicle year. Um, make model requirements as long as the plan fits you can go ahead and make the purchase right online what kind of restrictions as far as vehicles do you have so we've got plans uh, that can uh, be applied to vehicles as old as 10 years old more comprehensive plans for six years or younger okay all right all right so uh but for the most part whether it's a ford a chev a tesla you could you cover them all Yes, we cover them all. Uh, we do have certain classes, premium classes, exotic classes, so there's just a slight surcharge mm-hmm. for those types of vehicles, only because their components are a little bit more expensive to repair, to cover. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we do not, uh, we do not uh, say no to anything. Now, one of the things I always tell people, too, when they ask me about an extended warranty, I explain to them that, you know, they'll cover devices or components that break, but not wear and tear items. In other words, you know, if your tires wear out or... Um, you know, things like that, that or your brakes, for example, that, that's not going to be covered, correct? Right. So in, in automotive warranty coverage in general, I've been in the business for over 30 years, you know, and I still hear sometimes people, even when selling a new car, bumper-to-bumper warranty, there's no such thing. So even when you buy a brand-new vehicle, for example, your brake rotors, your brake pads, both types of things are not covered. Correct. So we've approached it uh, in a much more simpler way. On our website, and, and when you do purchase the warranties on listed on your contract, every component that's covered is listed. Mm-hmm. So it's a simple promise. If it's a listed component, it's a covered component. It's that simple. Now, Steve, one of the things I joke about with uh, with my friends, they, you know, they 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 ask me the question about buying a premium, certain premium European brands without a warranty, and my general answer is, don't buy that without a warranty. And you provide a solutions. For, you know, for example, there's a you know a premium German brand, cool car, but it's out of warranty, at, and it's like just past that uh, that warranty expiration. Autopair can can then cover uh, a car in that situation. Absolutely, we can cover that car. So whether you're out shopping for a car and a dealership's trying to sell you an extended warranty, please have a look at ours. Or if you own vehicles currently in your household that are about where uh, coverage is about to expire or it has expired, please visit AutoPair, take a look. We have coverage for you. I've only got about two minutes left, but I just wanted to ask you quickly, um, what's the procedure? My car broke down on the highway. What do I do? So when you break down on the highway, of course, you know, get to a point of safety. So get it towed. Uh, get it towed to a repair facility of your choice. Once the vehicle's there, during business hours, your repair facility can diagnose your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And if the breakdown is a covered component, then we'll cover your towing. We'll cover the repair within your claims liability of the program that you've chosen. So basically, the repair facility calls your claims department? I'm sorry? The repair facility would call your claims department then? Uh, the repair facility can call us or the owner of the contract or the vehicle can upload to our submission portal the diagnosis. And we've got an extensive claims department. They'll review it, look at it, uh, see what the cost of the components are, that sort of thing. If there's any additional questions they may require, they'll reach out to the repair facility. 
uh, and and try to get your car back on road on the road as uh, quick as possible and as easy as possible for the customer. That sounds great, and you make it easy because uh, you transfer the funds yourselves. We transfer the funds. When you purchase a warranty, uh, there's a four to six. Uh, week window in which you get our auto care warranty card mm-hmm. and it's a it's a visa logo card so it's issued by visa so it's an essential uh, it's essentially a loadable card uh, and when there's a claim approved you will load the funds on the card you use the funds to pay your repair facility and off you go now uh, for retired people that maybe do longer road trips you're covered uh, right through north america is that right north america u.s canada and mexico so if you're on a road trip your car breaks down you've got coverage we bueno that that it's such an inc- I, I had no idea steve that is incredibly easy for customers to deal with that that uh that is impressive um and what there's you've got a website what's the website information it's www.autopair.ca got a phone number uh, it's a 1-800 number. I can give it to you. I don't know who uses phone numbers these days, but feel free to give us a call. It's one 428 8672 Did we get a left-handed compliment there? Seriously. <laughs> we asked him if he got a phone number, and he goes, who uses a phone anymore? Who uses a phone for actual phone calls? <laughs> Even Fred Flintstone used a phone. You know, it wasn't a real phone, no, no, but it was a phone. Steve, thanks for joining us. we got to run. Good luck. I hope everything goes well. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, of course, and um, I'm saying hello, Brian. How's You know, know, I'm looking at my notes here, and apparently every 48 minutes in Ontario, a car gets stolen. It is a... Unbelievable uh, a stat when you look at it and say, you know, basically one an hour, less than an hour is happening in Ontario, and it's a growing issue. I mean, it's getting worse and worse because the technology is, is easy to get access to these vehicles. Well, yeah, I, I know from talking to friends that everybody knows someone who's had a car stolen. Oh, it, you know, like I know people who have, like my watch guy had his uh, Lexus stolen out of his driveway, and, you know, there, there are certain brands, uh, certain vehicles that, that thieves simply know are easy to steal. Obviously, and, he wasn't watching close enough. Well, that's exactly it. Well, up, you know, so my, you know, my first <laughs> in, in in this case, my first question was, "Do you have a garage?" Yeah. Why, why wasn't your Lexus in your garage? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, here you go. But you know that that doesn't stop anything because with some of these vehicles, they can be stolen from a mall parking lot quite easily as well. Let, let alone your driveway in the middle of the night. And the, one of the one of the issues because I I drive all kinds of new cars and one of, thankfully none of them have been stolen, but I I keep mine in the garage nonetheless. But if you're driving one of these things and you know they get stolen, you have to, you do have to take some precautions. But at some point, like this has been going on for years now, and at some point, manufacturers, car manufacturers, have to take some responsibility for this. And that's the important part. This is this is a shared responsibility. The problem is not going to be resolved by just one group. So it's not going to be consumers taking you know greater vigilance and that it's going to remove the issue. There needs to be you know. Everybody working together, and that means insurance companies. It means law enforcement. It means government. It, it means manufacturers. Everybody has to do their part. This to, to fix this, everybody has to roll up their sleeves and do their part, and, and kind of say, you know, we're we're part of the challenge. We're part of the solution. Right, and people think that you know, what's the big deal? The insurance company get me another car. Well, there's two things. Number one, well, three things. You have to pay the deductible. Number two, your insurance rates are going to go up because your car got stolen. Number three. There's not a whole lot of cars around. So, you know, they don't just have another one at the lot. 
letting, letting you just, we'll put new plates on it, you take it tomorrow. That's not going to be the case. And, and that's the real challenge, that people think it's a victimless crime, but it's right. not. You know, again, yes, insurance is there to help you get back on, on the road um, as quickly as possible after these things happen. But again, when we're seeing the number of thefts that are happening and the value in which that the, the write-offs are happening because these cars are stolen, you know, we're, ta- we're talking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in losses for the industry. And what we want to avoid is that the, the consumer is going to see down the road increases on their insurance because the industry has to cover off these losses. I mean, it, you know, people have to pay for it. You say, yes, my insurance is going to cover it. I'll get a new $40,000, $50,000 car. But when you multiply it how many times it is, Somebody has to pay for that. And what I don't want to see is people seeing their insurance premium next year and go, why am I up 10%? Why am I up 15% as a result of this? You, 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 who knew that insurance is an, actually a business? <laughs> you know, who knew? But, you know, th- this, is, this is the thing, especially the, the types of vehicles that are getting stolen. They're not, they're not the $10,000 used car that are, you know, that are getting stolen. Sure, those get stolen. But, you know, you've got 70, 80, $100,000 SUVs that get stolen all the time. And this, this is a real problem. And that's, that's exactly what happens in my neighborhood. It's, it's so true. I mean, you know, we talk about it, that a, that a car is, for many people, their second largest possession outside of their homes. And, and, you know, realistically, are people taking enough precautions? Well, when you look at your house, do you leave your front door unlocked? No. You know, do you, do you take the proper securities? Absolutely. Well, why aren't you doing the same with your car? Because, again, for a lot of people, a car is not just a luxury. For some people, it is a matter of opportunity for them to get their job done each day. So it's a huge violation. And, and that's why we're, we're, we're coming out now. And not, not necessarily pointing the finger, but saying, like, everybody has to do their part. And some of the easiest things to do is having consumers change behaviors because it costs nothing. While we work at some of these, these other issues like manufacturing, which is going to take more time to, to bring about those solutions. I, I've seen on TV, uh, on, on YouTube as well, where people put up, this is what happened to my car last night. In a lot of cases, the cars are left open, and they're just people, you know, they're just poor people run, rummaging through it, looking for change or something, you know, they can steal quickly. So that's one of the things you need to do too, eh, is make sure everything's out of sight. Everything should be out of sight. Again, it's a reminder, you know, keep all your valuables hidden. A lot of that conversation happens during the holiday season. But really, there's there's no bad time to be doing that. Because, again, it's it's that false sense of security. It's, it's running to your local coffee shop saying, I'm just going to leave my car running for two minutes while I go pick up my coffee. <laughs> well, that's all it takes. I mean, regardless of the type of vehicle you have, that's all it takes to get that car moving. You come back out, you've got your cup of coffee, you just don't have your car anymore. And that's, and that's a challenge. I think they should not insure people who are that stupid, okay? I, and, and I got to say... How many times, especially in the wintertime, you know, I'll leave it running, it'll warm up. I'm only going to be a minute. How long can it take to run into Timmy's and get a couple coffees, okay? Yeah. No. Uh, the best the best one, that Brian, you'll like this. Okay. I've asked somebody, why did you do that? And he goes, well, it's not the type of car that people can drive anymore. And I said, excuse me? He says, well, it's a standard shift. So yeah. most people can't <laughs> drive standard shift. So they're not going to steal it. Oh, you're an idiot. Well, you know, the, the joke is it is the, uh, what is it, the millennial anti-theft device. The third pedal. Yes, yes, <laughs> and the shifter. <laughs> and, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, we do have a manual at home, and, and that's, that's more because it's fun to drive, not that uh, it's more difficult to steal. But, you know, to be fair, I don't know, I don't know how many young car thieves could actually drive a manual transmission. You know, it's, it's, you know it's, it could be one of those deterrents as well. It's much like when you talk about the, the, uh, the steering wheel walks, like the clubs. People look at that and they say, okay, that is on the steering column. I need 10 minutes, 15 minutes to break that open. I didn't pack my hacksaw today, so I don't have it with me to, to break it open. I'm going to move on to somebody else. And, and not that we want somebody else to have that misfortune, but it's, it's great relief that you wake up in the morning knowing your car is still there. It is an extra 30 seconds to unlock it. But really, that's a small small price to pay 
to 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 have your car there each day. And a club is cheap, right? They're not expensive. Probably fifty dollars or so. There yeah. you go. So yeah, that, that's per- inexpensive. Yep, I, I saw one on a, on a convertible with the top down the other day. Okay. Yes, and it, it, it was a it was a brand that that actually doesn't get stolen. It's a fairly secure car, but uh, it uh, it had a club on it, and I thought that was fascinating. The last thing I would do in the city of Toronto is leave a convertible with the top down. I just don't trust people in the city of Toronto. Well, you know what? In the old days, I, I remember going through this back in the in the eighties. <laughs> Those old days. Where, where cars were made so poorly, the ignition lock was usually made out of plastic. Like, the key portion was, was metal, yeah. but the actual housing was plastic. And, and if you just took a hammer and hit it, the whole thing would break and fall apart. Chrysler's were famous for that. And, 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 and people going, why did someone steal, you know, an Omni or, or, you know, that kind of car? And it was just like, I needed a ride home when it was cold out. And I, and I figured it out. Someone told me how to do it, and it worked. Um, but now, I mean, the, the cars aren't. But but in a certain respect, I'm thinking they don't have to reinvent the wheel. We could go back to the keys, and I, I mean, that wasn't so dumb. It 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 did work. It did work. Well, I mean, one of the things that's really interesting is that in Canada we have the uh, the vehicle immobilizers as part of the uh, the requirements for vehicles. We don't see that in the U.S. So we already have as as part of our laws. Uh, stricter rules for manufacturers. So, but that's almost 20 years ago now. So like, you know, again, things have evolved. A lot of things have changed. The access, the technology has changed. And so do manufacturers. Like we need to really, again, it goes back to shared responsibility. We don't, you know, again, nobody wants to have their brand associated with theft, but nobody wants to be associated with theft by being a victim either. And I think we all have to do our part. Like what would it take? I I don't think it would cost the manufacturer all that much money to, to, you know, rework their software so that the existing hardware in the car can actually not function until you hit the code. I mean, that can't be hard to do. I mean, that's that's part of what they're doing already. They have they have teams of engineers that do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to think that manufacturers are working on this, uh, but we, you know, uh, it's not, it's not like I, you know, when I get press releases every day from OEMs, and it's not like I've seen anything that says our car is way more secure than it was last year. I'm still waiting for that. And we move more cars that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it shouldn't be difficult to do. But I I agree, Elliot. You know, we should be waving the flag now as opposed to waiting till the statement comes in the mail and you go, holy bleep, 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 because your insurance just doubled in price. And, you know, it really comes down to the fact that everybody's watching their wallets. You know, again, we're, we're, we're seeing everything getting more expensive. To your point earlier that cars are harder to access because the parts just aren't there. You know, we don't want these problems to grow. And, and you know, I, you know, our, our approach at CAA is always be proactive versus reactive. So this is really trying to sound that alarm, tell people what they need to know so they can, they, they can make the adjustments for their own lifestyle. Um, and again, so that if you're going grocery shopping, you, you've taken those precautions as well so that when you come back out, You've got it. Your car's still there because nobody wants that to happen, and uh, we know we're, we're that we're that voice. Elliot, we've we've been talking about a lot of different ways that people can you know prevent theft, do you know do their part, and we've talked about a bunch of ideas. What are the top three things that people can do? So, top three: you you if you have a garage, use it. Um, have a steering wheel lock if you can, and if you have more than than one vehicle. Park the lower-valued car closer to the boulevard to make it harder to access. But also, the last thing I'd say, and I, I'll add a fourth one just for a bonus, you know, if you have the keys, don't keep them at the front of the house. Use a Faraday pouch. Keep them further away so that if there is a, a break-in of any kind, your keys are not accessible at the front of the house. Because, again, everybody seems to leave that right at the front, and that's the place you should not be leaving it. 
So yeah. people don't realize that your key is always broadcasting a signal, a radio signal that goes out because it's looking for the car and vice versa. Exactly. And when they're so close, uh, it's it's easy. Some guy walks up with what looks like a laptop, and, and next thing you know, he's pulled the uh, the code out of that. He's cloned it. The car now thinks he's you, and he's got your car. And he's driving away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so easy. So a Faraday bag, and they're not terribly expensive, are they? Just a, but probably about $10 or less. And, okay. uh, you know, again, there's different boxes, there's different pouches, but it's an extra level of protection. It provides people that assurance that at least they're not going to get access to the radio frequency. Is it, going to, is it going to remove the risk? Absolutely not. Is it going to minimize it? 100%. Well, right, because at the end of the day, like we've always said, too, if a guy really wants your car, he just has to bring a tow truck, and, and, and it's gone, right? Um, but they make a lot more noise than they smell. They, they, they do. <laughs> now, I, did, I did see a tow truck uh, the other day, and it was, uh, it was uh, towing a, a new Mercedes G-Wagon, which is a vehicle I don't like. Uh, never tested one, not interested in driving it. And I couldn't figure out why the, the cops were there. couldn't figure out why the tow truck was there and put two and two together. And I'm pretty sure that the gentleman was using his phone and was now getting his car impounded. Oh, wow. I, I thought maybe it was in use of a crime or something. No, no. Well, it's a, it's a crime because how ugly that car is. But uh, <laughs> that's another story for another day. Yeah. What's the G stand for? Any idea? Glandewagen. Oh, because it's so big, right? Yes. It, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's a, it's like a, a Jeep Wrangler by Mercedes-Benz. Very trendy. Ugly, though, eh? Uh, it's not pretty. No, 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 no. Gee whiz, it's dead. <laughs> we better call a tow truck. All right, we got to run. We're going to be back after the break. We're going to be talking to Mike Wilson from, I don't know where he is right now, but he's from Haggerty Car Club. He's going to tell us what events are coming up, rain or shine. We'll be right back. Throughout the summer, be listening to Dave's Corner Garage for the Haggerty Car Club Report with Mike Wilson. Car culture for the classic car lover. Mike Wilson, what's going on in car shows this weekend? Hey, good morning, folks. Good morning. How we doing? How we doing? Hopefully better than the rain. Well, how's that the old Pontiac here? Is that 66 convertible? Oh, what color is it? It's it's bright red with a black top, so it's perfect color combo with the red and t- interior gorgeous car does it have the ss option with the shifter on the floor it does have the shifter on the floor which is nice it's a sport deluxe convertible uh 66 beaumont so it's uh kind of a crummy day to be out testing uh you know building a a car drive that we're going to be hosting later in the fall so doing some you know leg stretching today with the Haggerty mobile (laughs) we call it that's it sounds good now you've had it for long uh, we've had it for about a year and a half now. It's just, you know, your regular, it's, it's a numbers matching, you know, driveline in it. It's the 283, you know, V8, only a, you know, small little 190 horsepower, but a two-speed power glide automatic, uh, nice little cruising car for sure. Granny's grocery getter. See, that that would be, <laughs> uh, honestly, Mike, I, I, and you, this would probably offend you, but that would be the perfect mobile cigar lounge for me. <laughs> right? Hey, I know, Brian. You would uh, certainly get a kick out of that, right? You could air it out quick, too, right? That, that's the whole Stay idea. Back to the office, and who knows what happened. So <laughs> that's our secret. That's right. So, oh, Mike, it's, it's raining today, but apparently the weather's going to be good tomorrow. Where are you off to? Oh, man, the weather is, uh, you know, we're, we've ordered up some nice weather. We've got the Brits on the lake, so it better be nice. We've uh, this, this is the classic motoring revival show uh, downtown in Port Perry. So it's going to take place during, uh, in between Queen Street and Water Street from 9 a.m. till 5, and it is 
a rain or shine event, but we definitely will be there. Um, I'm not going to take the the Beaumont. I'm actually going to take my cut list for that, but uh, I got to I got to try to run some uh, gas through that car. But uh, so we're we're, we're definitely going to be out at that one. So we've ordered up some nice weather. So come on out if uh, if you're looking for some you know nice eye candy down by the lake. Now, did you say Brits on event? It is. So it's all, it's going to be all British enthusiast vehicles there. You know, we've got the MGs, the Triumphs, the uh, the Aston Martins showing up. Uh, it, just just all those British enthusiasts. They they pile in on the, you know close by the lake there on the, on the main street, and uh, you know it's it's a beautiful spot for uh, for a nice car show. With all those English cars, you guys could smoke your cigars there because they smoke like son of a gun. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to smell no, the you cigars. You wouldn't be able to know the I difference. Was just we would fit right in there, definitely. <laughs> That's it. But no, it's a, you know what? August itself is turning out to, it's always a busy month. Uh, you know, we're trying to cram so much in in July and August and into the into the fall here. But, you know, we move into Oblivion, which is a, a really neat show for myself. I love the 80s and 90s car, car culture. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, August 13th, uh, they're, they're having uh, their event, the Oblivion Car Show. And they usually do a theme as well. This year, it's actually a nice day for a white wedding, so kind of kind of <laughs> cool. And and us with Haggerty, we're actually going to have a nice booth there, but we're also going to have a display. So if you want to renew your vows, your car vows, we should say, you can certainly come and you know get a picture taken and you know nice display and renew your vows with your car. Uh, it's it, it's kind of a neat little tie into the nice day for a white wedding there, right? But are you uh, going to be dressed up like Billy Idol? Ah, that's that's the thing, right? So should we should we go in tuxes or what? Haggerty branded tuxes? I don't know. No, 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 no. I, no. I think you should go like the James Dean kind of character, the, the t-shirt with the uh, sleeves rolled up. You but know. The, the spiky hair, uh, like, spiky hair, like, like Billy Idol. Yeah, like Dumb and Dumber there, you know, getting all dressed <laughs> up in the fancy. Uh, colorful tuxes <laughs> i i love the 80s and 90s car shows i've been going yeah. to those uh, for a long time when they when they first you know sort of popped on the scene in in california love going to those and and uh, i i love a lot of those cars i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to oblivion except for yeah. the cars the, does the actual show any different not it's, really you know it, it's focused all obviously on the 80s and 90s cars but you know it's, it's not just your average car show there's a lot of like games like arcades that are set up there so mm-hmm. to take you back to the 80s and 90s they're playing all the tunes and everybody that comes in their cars seems you know 85 percent of them seem to dress up to that period as well so um it, it, it's a whole it's a whole event i would say outside of just a car show so sean uh, no, is not gonna be playing there uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not. A little different be. era, although it's still one of my favorites. The 50s, That's of course. It. So Oblivion That's is uh, August 13th. The 13th, and, and the same day we're actually going to be at Cops and Rotters as well. So the Haggerty staff, we're stretching our, our team real thin that week because uh, the same day out in Hamilton in Bayfront Park, the the Oblivion show, it's in uh, Oakville, but this uh, Cops and Rotters show, they pull in, you know, uh, anywhere between five and 700 cars as well. So that wow. is on Sunday as well. But they do have a rain date for that show. So that would be September 17th at Bayfront Park. Yeah, I'd, I'd wonder when people have so much time and effort involved in restoring these cars and then keeping them clean, they really going to drive them in the rain? I don't think so. Right. It, it certainly hinders the uh, the participation let's say even if there even if it doesn't rain the threat of rain or 
cloudy skies, people will still, you know, be deterred from bringing their vehicles out. So, Although I, 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 you know, from watching some of the shows on the Speed Network, uh, the other thing people do, they have these rat rods, I think they call them. Or, yep. And, and, yep. and it can be a rusty old car, but they, you know, they, they don't take, they want the patina, right? Like, they, they want the rust, but then they put a clear coat or something on it. Then yep. I, I guess if you had a car like that, you wouldn't mind taking out in the rain. Yeah, you get caught in the rain, have some fun with it, right? That's why I always say, like, those those types of vehicles would be neat to have because you could take it in any kind of weather, really. I don't know about the snow, but, hey, that's a different conversation. Well, we're not but, there yet. No, my, hopefully the snow stays away a little bit longer this year. Now, my my view is that, that cars are meant to be driven. And, uh, yeah, I can appreciate, you know, there's a lot of cleanup involved if you've got a meticulous car after the rain. But cars are meant to be driven. They don't melt in the rain. Exactly. And the more they sit it just hurts them in the long run. You're putting more money in them to maintain them. So the more you can stretch their legs, get the grease flowing, that's the best thing for them. And Haggerty is the company when it comes to having classic cars. Is that right? Oh, definitely. We are the number one spot, I would certainly say, for uh, these types of collector vehicles. Again, they don't have to be your antiques or classics or your muscle cars. You know, if you've got a specialty vehicle right up to current model year, we're certainly the fit for you. So if I, like, have the Munster Mobile, I could get it insured without a problem. Uh, we would love to talk, definitely. <laughs> Maybe the Flintstone Mobile. <laughs> hey, even cooler. Let's keep going. Too much work. Are you kidding? <laughs> you need two feet power for sure and the That's brakes. It. You know, after a couple stops, my, my, my heels would be gone, you know? Oh, definitely. That's why you gotta, that's why you got to bring the wife along. <laughs> oh. Big shot. I guess yours is not an earshot right now. She is definitely not. So thank yeah, my, mine is. I'm not saying anything. Oh, sorry. Now, and don't want to get anyone in trouble. Now, of course, the other thing too is that you know people spend a lot of time and effort, in, in, which you know equates to money too. I guess. What? How do you determine the value of that car? So yeah, great question. We've uh, ourselves at Haggerty and certainly anybody can hop online and check these out, but we've actually got our own value uh, database as well that keeps updating itself almost monthly. We go to all the auctions, you know, across North America and in Europe just to track these numbers and what's happening in the market. So we've really got a, you know, a finger on the pulse on what's happening in today's market. So again, you can always check us out online and value your car based on the year or the VIN. Haggerty.com. That's how you do it? You got it. Haggerty.ca, we'll say, here in Canada. Okay, sounds good. Mike, thank hey. you for joining us. Have yourself a great day. Appreciate it, guys. Try to stay well. dry, bud. We'll talk to you again hey, real we'll soon. Try. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. Myself, uh, Brian, and Elliot. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Elliot Silverstein from CAA. And, you know, it's been a fun show. We're, we are talking about a, a serious subject, which is car theft. Unfortunately, it, uh, it's a wee bit on the rise. And, um, you know, there's, there's some other ways that, uh, that you can maybe combat that a little bit. We just took a trip recently, and my wife said, everybody on television says you got to get these air tags. And I, I checked it out, and, look, you know, they're, they're not terribly expensive. And uh, you get a box of three for uh, only 100 bucks or something. Um, and easy. Even, and I'm not even a, um, an iPhone kind of guy, so, uh, but it was a piece of cake to actually get it working. Uh, air tags are a good idea. You know what? It's a great idea. Again, you know, it's one of those affordable options if you want to have it. You know, it'll tell you where your car is. Is it going to give you the protection your car is safe and can't be broken into? No, but at least if the car is mobile, um, you have an idea and a range of where it is. Because, again, sometimes when these cars are stolen, they're cooled off for a period of time. So, you know, it may be five kilometers away from your residence, 
But at least you know like it's at this intersection or in this particular area, and you can share that information with law enforcement. That was going to be my next question. So my car is gone, and I turn on my, my computer, and it says, oh, it's down at the dock, you know, sitting by the dock of the bay. Um, so what do you do? You call the park? You call police? You you should call the police. I mean, you know, again, we don't recommend you get involved in the middle of a situation. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I wasn't saying, safe. you know, son, where's the baseball bat? <laughs> You know, that's, <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you know, letting law enforcement know and 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 then you be able to detect it is a huge step because again, that also draws attention to where some of these vehicles may be stored. So, you know, again, sometimes it's it's a bit of that that uncovering of certain details, but um, you know, again, you want that car back. I mean, you, I mean, you also don't know what kind of damage has been done to your car in the process, but at least you can identify it, you know, visualize where it is, and hopefully, it comes back to you in good working order. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, I, I asked that, and I hope it works out better. But I, I have a leasing guy that uh, that I know well, and he had a client that had that. And when he called the police, they said, "Well, it's not Metro anymore. Now it's in Durham, so we don't have jurisdiction there." And and it just it was politically stupid. And in, in the end, they didn't really do anything. Well, I think I think this is exactly what you were talking about earlier. The, the, everybody's got to roll up their sleeves and get involved. And one of those one of those parties is, of course, law enforcement. And law enforcement very much is at the table. I mean, I've been at a couple of different symposiums over the last few months where law enforcement is really interested in being there, and the Solicitor General has, has put up $50 million the last couple of months to to focus on the issue. Um, but again, you know, yes, this is a, you know, the Greater Toronto Area in and of itself has a huge issue in this. And, you know, it's happening in all the regions. And, you know, these cars are moving around. So we want to try and combat it, not just in Halton or Peel or York, but, but get it done everywhere because, you know, this is happening primarily in the GTA, but, you know, it can happen anywhere. So that's why we want to remind people to be, to be safe. Well, we, we, sure, we want to lock. We want to catch up these, these bad guys and these groups of people that are doing this, and, and that'll be good for everybody, no matter where they live, right? Well, again, yeah, if, if we can start cracking some of these problems, and a lot of these vehicles are being shipped up for, for sale uh, internationally, if, if we can start stopping these these issues from happening, I mean, everybody's going to reap the rewards. I mean, you have that peace of mind. You don't have to have that 3 a.m. wake up going, is my car still there? Having that anxiety. But but also, it's going gonna, it's gonna to save us money in the end, because again, if we, if we don't tackle this problem properly, we're all going to be paying for this very soon, and we don't want to see that happen. The other tip you had mentioned is covering over the VIN, the vehicle validation number on the dashboard. That's important? I mean, you know, if you're out and about, you know, having that sheet of paper and just covering your VIN, just, you know, when you're out in public. I'm not saying you need to do that when you're in your garage and so forth, but again, the VIN, the VIN information is the lifeblood of a lot of the data in your car. So the more you can cover that, again, that's one additional deterrent, and you don't need anything beyond like a 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper to, to cover that up. Oh, actually, a business card will do it, yeah. you know. Uh, all right, quickly, again, let's go with a – you want to go with a club, which is the cheapest thing you can do. Go with a club. And mount it on top so it's visible. They'll go to the next car instead. Of, they'll take Brian's car instead of yours. <laughs> no, uh, but they can't drive mine because it's a manual. <laughs> well, right, but you got always a hot car in your driveway. <laughs> That's true. I mean a powerful one, not a stolen one. Not a, Definitely uh, not a stolen one. <laughs> Make sure your doors are locked. Don't leave anything in the open. Like, you know, if you've got a laptop, don't leave it on the seat, you know. Oh. Uh, Somebody broke in. Well, what do you think, you dumbass? Seriously? You know, it, it really is the challenge because, again, people have that false sense of security. Right. It's not going to happen to them. It's not going to happen to their community. It's not going to happen to their type of car. It can happen to anybody at any time. And and you know what? You don't want to have that remorse later on. Yeah. And, and, of course, like people in my neighborhood, they love having their expensive SUVs. They love having garages, but they never put their expensive vehicles in their garages. And, that's, and that is an immediate... Um, um, opportunity for so many people to keep their car safe. Yes, you're not you're not showing the vehicle in your driveway, but you know, much like if it's, it's a snowstorm, that car is going in the garage. So should it be at night because uh, it is the safest place for it to be.
Besides, if it's the wintertime, it's way easier to get into a, go into your garage and get your warm car with no snow on it. I, I, we've done that our whole lives. Exactly. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Again, these are, these are simple solutions. Like we're, we're not talking challenging issues. We're not talking about major structural changes. We're talking about small things that people can do to change behaviors. And it's like we've talked about with distracted driving or, or, or other types of issues. People just have to change the way they do things because they have habits, and habits need to be broken. And if they're looking to save money on insurance, how do they find out? Go to caasco.com for all the information related to anything and everything CAA. And, and just, just like you did, Al. I did, and I, I said I was a friend of Elliot, and they went, so? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you still got a good deal. I did, I did. I want to thank them. It was so easy. Uh, take pictures on your phone and send you a pink slip uh, in, uh, as an email. I, I was insured within 20 minutes. And that's fantastic. And, and that's, the, that's the experience we want to have people uh, walk away with, is that they've had great conversations, and they have the, the assurance, they have the protection anywhere and everywhere they go. All right, I want to thank Mike Wilson from Haggerty. So if you've got a collector car out there, not a scrap collector, like not one that Sanford and Son be interested in, but an actual good collector car, yeah, that's where you go for insurance. And your buddy, the... Uh, Steve Singh from Steve Auto, Singh. Auto Pair. Very, very interesting um, extended warranty product. Yeah, it's, I would think, like he said, about half the price of what they would co- charge you at a dealership. Yeah, they're kind of taking out the, uh, the middlemen. Typically in Canada, you buy uh, an extended warranty at the dealer, and uh, you can buy it direct from them. And, of course, you know, people are keeping cars longer and longer because there's not a whole lot available, um, which is another reason why you shouldn't let yours be stolen because there, there isn't another one to get to. Carlos, thanks for keeping the wheels on. Always a fun. And, Elliot, thanks for coming down. Thank you for having me as always. Up thanks close for joining and personal, us. Way more fun in person, eh? Always. Uh, they say that about sex, too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Brian, thank you for coming. I'm glad to be here. I was so glad that you <laughs> didn't get, like, too pasted last night, you know. No, no, no. No, no. My wife says, don't forget, you got to get up in the morning. And that's why we love them. That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. All right. Take care, everybody. Drive safe, even in the rain, especially in the rain. Make sure your headlights are on with your wipers. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.